Welcome back, friend. This is Evangelist Micah McCurry. I want to thank you so much for your investment of time. If this is your very first time listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio program, thank you. If you're a faithful listener, if you've been listening for months or even years, again, thank you. I had the opportunity to talk to someone not long ago. They said they listen every single morning on their way to work. Of course, this program plays on 70 or 80 different stations nationwide and some even on foreign fields. And we're so very thankful for that. But in reality, the fact that this program plays on radio stations is kind of meaningless if those stations don't have listeners, people just like you. And today, those people, you, our audience, many of you submitted questions, great questions, biblical questions, questions for which you are seeking real Bible answers. And today I have Pastor Joe Grimaldi on. I've mentioned before, but there's a twofold purpose to having Pastor Grimaldi on this week to answer some of these questions. Number one, because in simply put, we want to answer these questions. We want to inform you about what the Bible says. Now, Please don't use this program as a crutch for you not studying out things of God for yourself. Don't rely on someone else to tell you what the Bible says. Learn about what the Bible says for yourself. But number two, we're also, if I can put it this way, promoting a brand new concept, a brand new tool that Bible Tracks Incorporated is providing to you. Because Christians, people of the gospel should not go for want of the tools they need to evangelize a lost and dying world. That's why we're introducing realbibleanswers.com. If you just type that in, all lowercase, into your search bar, into the place where you put the URL, websites, things like that on Google or Bing or Yahoo, whatever it is that you use, search for realbibleanswers.com. And what you'll find is a portal, a place for people to let us know that they have questions or maybe they'd like more information about the gospel. The opportunity is so huge. Pastor, we were talking off air just a moment ago that during our kind of our beta test of this program to prove whether or not this might work we saw 90 plus people come to Christ through uh, gospel tracks in a very short period of time using this exact tool and one of them was literally just blocks from your church in Akron Ohio yes and we were very excited about that um, not you know we're not sure how that person got that track but we got the tracks with the uh, the code on it and uh, people were handing them out, put them in different places and so forth. And so we were very excited. As a matter of fact, that person that responded lives you know, almost across the street from one of our church members. And um, so we were very excited about that. Absolutely. And one of the great things about this tool, about this access point for people, is the fact that it provides a little bit of an ability for a positive reinforcement. Because, and you know this to be the case, that Google and Facebook and some of these co- these companies, they're skimming so much data. And unfortunately, people are, we could talk about privacy and all those things, and that's not the reason for this program, but people are allowing their data to be skimmed and and to be filtered and all these things. But we have the opportunity to, if I can put it this way, use that data for the purposes of the gospel. Now, understand, we're not looking for your data to make money off of it. We're not looking for your information for any of those purposes, your IP address and all those things. What we're looking for is an opportunity to simply 
present the gospel. I'd love to talk to you more about this concept. If you have questions, you can text me directly. It's 309-316-7240. It's 309-316-7240. I'd love to talk to you more about realbibleanswers.com. But before we go any further, we're going to answer one of your questions. Now, this question comes in from Dennis of Glendale, Arizona. Ask this question. Did Jesus ever ask his mother for advice? Now, that's a great question, one I've never personally thought about before, but Pastor Grimaldi, could you give us a real Bible answer to this question? Did Jesus ever ask his mother for advice? Well, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us that. We don't have an account of that, but, you know, in Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. The Bible also tells us in Luke chapter 2, uh, that I'm trying to remember the verse now, uh, but it also tells us, um, let's see, verse 40, there it is. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So when Jesus allowed himself to become a man and humbled himself to become a man, he grew as a child. Both of those verses explain to you, he grew as a child in wisdom and in stature. So if he did not lay aside part of the divinity, why would he have to gain wisdom if he had all the wisdom? Why would he have to grow in it? Why wouldn't he automatically have it all? And if he grew in stature and size, then we're, we understand he grew, those verses pretty much explain to us that he grew like a normal child would grow. So if he grew like a normal child would grow, I would assume that he would have to ask things of his mother. You know, Mary was an outstanding woman in the Bible. Uh, there are sadly different denominations that make her a deity, and she was not a deity. Mary is not a co-redemptress. She has no ability to redeem you. Uh, she uh, is not the queen of heaven, but Mary was an outstanding woman, head and shoulders above anybody else of her time, outstanding in her faith, outstanding uh, in her virtue. But Mary was a mother. Uh, we know that Jesus' father must have died very early in his life when he was young because we have no more account of him. And so Mary, as a single parent, is raising this child, and I think he learned a lot from her, and I think that he did ask her questions. Now, it's just my personal opinion. Once again, the Bible's silent on that subject, but if he grew in wisdom and stature, then he grew pretty much like a normal child, and a normal child would ask questions of their mother. Absolutely. And the opportunity that we have to see what the Bible says and to make an educated guess. Now, we're not taking verses out of scripture, out of context. We're not taking verses and, and twisting them to exactly what we want them to say. But the opportunity to answer a question like this is such a privilege for us here on the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. Now, we're going to go a completely different direction here. A friend of both of ours, Byron Fox, asked this question of Newport News Virginia. Now, I'm pretty sure that Brother Fox knows the answer to this question, and maybe he just wanted to maybe he wanted to test your knowledge, Pastor Grimaldi. I'm not sure. Here's what he asked, though. After the rapture, will folks who have been left behind because they had rejected Christ, will they have a chance to be saved? Now, that's a great question, Brother Fox. I would guess, as I said, you probably know the answer, but maybe for our, our listeners, maybe for our audience, maybe that would be a helpful question to them. People that have been left behind after the rapture. Will they have a chance to be saved, Pastor Grimaldi? Well, that is a good question, and I do love Brother Fox, and I appreciate the question. And I'm going to answer it maybe and surprise you, and um, maybe surprise him. Uh, we know that 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 11 says, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. So we know that when Jesus comes, people that have had a chance to be saved, 
and have rejected Christ, which is exactly what his his question is very specific, and I like that. Uh, that they will that a, a strong delusion will be sent, and they will believe a lie. So on the surface, you would say, well, it's true that once Christ comes, people will not have an opportunity to be saved ever again. But um, I'm not sure if I can find the verses here real fast. I'm going to look while I'm talking to you. But, you know, God said some similar things about Israel at one point. When he talked about Israel, uh, he talked about the fact that, uh, you know, he was going to put them on the shelf. They were going to believe a lie, that Israel as a nation in the Old Testament, he talked about the fact that, uh, you know, that he was going to uh, quit working with them in certain ways. And yet, at some point, God gives them another chance. And I said all that because on the surface, I would say to you, yep, these people, if you have a chance to receive Christ and you reject him, at the time of the rapture, you have sealed your faith. But I'm going to say this to you. Don't count God's mercy out of the picture. Because just like he was merciful to Israel, and just like he spoke so many times in the Old Testament about putting them on the shelf, giving up on them, and so forth, God, we know, opens their eyes at the end when they see him whom they have pierced. As a nation, they come back to him. And also, even during the time that Israel's put on his shelf, our whole New Testament is filled with Jews that are being saved. I mean, these people in the New Testament are all Jews that are coming to Christ for the most part and setting up for us the church that we know today, even though he's not working as strongly with Israel as he was originally in the Old Testament. So I say that because I do believe that they'll be sent a delusion. I do believe they'll believe a lie. I do believe that it will be very difficult for them, if not impossible. But I hate to say it's going to be impossible, only because God has a record. Listen, when uh, when Moses was on the mount receiving the Ten Commandments and uh, the children, and Aaron made, makes the golden calf, the children of Israel are dancing naked around it and worshiping it. And God tells Moses, I've had enough of these people. I'm going to wipe them all out. I'm going to start a whole new, uh, new group of people with you. And Moses prays his great intercessory prayer and says, if you're going to wipe them out, wipe me out as well. And the Bible says, and God repented of the evil he would do to Israel. God changed his mind. He's God. He's allowed to do that. So even though he says, I'm going to send him a strong delusion, they'll believe a lie. Could it be that in his mercy, he will give them another chance? He's God. If he wants to, he can. I, I just hate to think of the fact that there'll be a point where some people won't have a chance to be saved. I just hate to think of that. Uh, on the surface, I would say yes. Absolutely. Now, let's spend the last minute and a half or so making a salvation plea, Pastor Grimaldi, because even if there will be, call it a, a seven-year extension on your opportunity to accept Christ, is it true that there will be a last time that you will have the chance to accept or reject Christ? What I mean is this, there will come a day when you, our listener right here, if you have not accepted Christ, there will come a day when you will breathe your last and your chances will will be gone. Whether that become whether that comes before or after Christ returns, is it true that every one of us will have to stand in judgment and at some point we are going to have to accept or reject and we must do that before we cross over to the other side. Is that true, Pastor? Well, absolutely. And and you know, I will I will say this, follow up by saying this. At some point, you can sin away your day of grace. Where that line is for you or for me or for anybody else, we wouldn't know. But, you know, 
Uh, there's a verse in the Bible that says, Call upon me while you may, for in the day of your calamity I will laugh. And I understand the context of the verse toward Israel. I think it's a, a true attribute of God, though, that at some point God's had enough. Look, the children of Israel tempted God, he said, ten times in the wilderness. They had ten chances to go in the promised land and refused. When they refused that last time, and uh, they were told, all right, you know, you've, you've blown your last shot. They said, okay, we'll go in now. And uh, they were told, you know, you can't go now or God will wipe you out. They blew their last chance and watered in the wilderness till they died. So at some point you cross a line. And when you cross that line, there is no going back. But thank God that while the, while the door is open, whosoever will can come to Christ. Uh, we know that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Absolutely. And if you're interested to hear more about how God can save you, you want more information about having a relationship with Christ, visit realbibleanswers.com today. And make sure to tune in to the remainder of this week's broadcast here on the Bible Tracked Echoes radio program. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tracked Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.